Guys, if I did this right, I think I learned how to add a song at the start. Not a song, but like, it's called an interlude. Um, so if I did that right, like we're heading in the right direction here, folks. It's getting pretty legit. Pretty soon I'm gonna have Pat producing some like more legit cover art. In the meantime, <laughs> let's just see if I figured out how to do that interlude thing correctly. <laughs> um, someone on the weekend also suggested maybe I could do clips, like where I hit pause and collect my thoughts. And I thought, that's a really great idea. However, the truth is, if we're being honest, I only have so much time in the day. And the fact that I've been able to crank out, like, what, eight episodes now is kind of a miracle to me. <laughs> um, so... Until Pat agrees to be my editor, um, we're just going to have to do these in a one-off, and I will try my best to not ramble too much, and some of the feedback I've gotten is not to feel so guilty when I ramble, because for the most part, you're able to follow along with my train of thought. So thank you for entering inside my little mind, and spending half an hour to see how I think about the world and how I look at things and try to set them up to live a happy, grateful, fulfilled life as best I can while stumbling along the way and laughing at myself the whole entire time. <laughs> so, in this episode of Doing It All, I'm going to talk about how you can learn about your personality type to help maintain motivation on your way towards big goals. So, how this came about for me was when I first started trying to live a healthier lifestyle, I happened to be listening to the podcast Happier by Gretchen Rubin, which I highly recommend. And Gretchen Rubin has a um, four tendencies quiz that you can do online for free. Um, and she has a theory that there are four personality tendencies. And if you learn what your tendency is, it can help you to set yourself up for, for success to um, build and maintain habits that will in turn make you happier. So I did the quiz and it was kind of the first time that I had hit pause and really reflected on when I've achieved success in maintaining a goal, what strategies I had set in place um, to make that habit more sustainable. So I found out that I'm an obliger with a rebellious tendency, um, which you can look into Gretchen Rubin's personality quizzes if you're interested. Long story short, I have learned that for me, I do really well when I have a plan of what the goal is, how I'm going to achieve it. I do really well when this plan is posted somewhere public. Um, so a good example is if I, um, when I was training for my sprint triathlon last summer, two summers ago, 
I followed a training plan. I kept that training plan posted on the fridge and um, like anyone who walked into our house could see my training plan. I would highlight them off as I finished the workouts um, and I had so a plan having some kind of external accountability. So the fact that like anyone could walk in and see it and be like, hey, how like how's this training plan going? I see you haven't missed a workout yet. Uh, or I saw you missed one last week. What was up? Um, so having that piece of accountability and then sharing my goal with people. So when I share my goal, um, I usually tell like my immediate family and friends. Sometimes I'll post it out on social media. Um, sometimes I get worried or like get my head worrying that people think I'm only sharing my goals, um, or what I'm currently working on because I'm seeking acknowledgement or approval or doing it to show off or, um, like any kind of negative self-centered, um, uh, intentions and I guess it is self-centered in the sense that uh, I know that for me to achieve my goals I do better when I have external accountability um, the other reason why I share it though is because I hope it will inspire someone else to say oh like I'd love to train for a, a sprint triathlon right now I'm gonna save this picture of her training plan and like do the same thing or maybe for someone to think, oh, like, I've never made my own challenge. Maybe I could do that myself. Or, like, just, I hope to inspire people to just take a second to think about what their goals are and how they're achieving them. Um, sometimes I get sad if I think about people who haven't taken time to think about what their goals are. Um... I don't know, I guess as long as you're happy. Like, you don't have to have goals. Um, I just hope that you're happy and, like, grateful for what you have. And one thing that helps me stay grateful and happy and fulfilled is by having goals and living my life with intention. Um, so, for me, I really like when I first set a goal... And it's that super exciting time of like being really clear on what your goal is, spending a night, like getting clear on what the steps are to achieving that goal, making a pretty visual that I can post on my fridge and then a social media post to go along with that. Um, that's my jam. And Pat will tell you, I spend way too much time like researching all these things, um, trying to make a pretty visual that I can hang on the fridge. Um, like, I really enjoy that, like, excitement. It's almost like the excitement of a new year or a new school year where there's, like, new opportunities, new possibilities. Um, then you get into the nitty-gritty and the motivation um, can wear a little bit. And for me, that's why it's helpful to have a plan, which usually has, like, an end date. So I can usually like muster up enough motivation to just get to the end date and then at that end date I'll either take a bit of a break or I'll start thinking about like what my next challenge is and 
I know I said in the past, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, small tweaks that you can maintain over time. Um, but for me, in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle, I have to keep it interesting and keep having something to look forward to. So, I usually have some kind of challenge or competition or goal that I'm working towards, um, at any given time. Um... Now, for a while, that said, like, I haven't had much going on lately because Pat and I have both started new jobs, and that's been a really big transition and challenge within itself. That said, um, we're both starting to get the hang of our routines and managing um, the adjustment fine. Um, So it was actually Pat who suggested yesterday... Um, what if we do our own version of the 800 grams challenge? Now the 800 gram challenge was a challenge run by a local gym, Trestle, in January. Pat and I had looked into it, but the timing just wasn't right for us. And in the past, I've fallen in the trap of overcommitting myself um, and taking too much on, but not being able to follow through with everything. Um, so while I was tempted to sign up for the challenge, I was glad that I, um, I guess listened to my body and realized that that wasn't the right time. Um, but that said, we're like a month and a half later now and things are a little bit more settled. And what we liked about the 800 gram challenge, um, if anyone's not familiar, it's basically the premise is that each day you try to eat 800 grams of unprocessed, uh, fruits and vegetables, um, for I think a month. Um, what we liked about that was we had both acknowledged we've been relying on Lara bars a little bit too much lately. (laughs) And, um, we've been really focusing on eating at home. So for the first while that looked like, um, Delicio Pizza is better than Little Caesars in our books. So like that was a step in the right direction. Now, we're focusing more on like not having any box foods um, and like taking that step out of the processed foods. So we've been doing that lately. So for example, last night we had pork chops with green beans and mashed potatoes. Um, and it's great, but we've both acknowledged that we probably haven't been eating as much fruits and vegetables as we should be. Um, so this challenge will be a good way to kind of refocus us now that said we missed the boat on the like legit 800 gram challenge but what I'm saying here is if you know that you do well with the challenge and um you don't need to wait for a gym to run a challenge or a friend to run a challenge um you can either like find a challenge that you can do on your own So, for example, like, someone who I used to work with found this run motivator challenge. So, it was, like, run 100 kilometers, and she had this little thing she would color in each day um, with each kilometer that she colored. Um, You could do something like a beach body program where it's, like, all set out for you. Um, If there's a challenge through your gym, if there's... um, like a trainer that you want to work with and ask them to help you design a challenge. I just find that the challenges are really rewarding and keep things interesting. And um, while I'm a really big fan of small tweaks in the right direction, I also really appreciate that 
sometimes when you're getting started out, you need to kickstart um, to get some momentum. Same thing, like, I feel like Pat and I have been doing well, like, maintaining where we're at, but we just feel like we need to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone a little bit right now. Um, and while I don't feel like this 800 gram challenge is something we're going to be able to maintain, it'll help us really increase the amount of, uh, fresh produce that we're eating. And then when we're done the challenge, hopefully our new normal will be higher than what it is now. And we'll push us to like try new versions of fruits and vegetables to keep things interesting and new varieties that we haven't tried, new ways of eating fruits and vegetables. Um, like I said, just kind of pushing us outside of our comfort zone. So you don't need to wait for a gym to run a challenge. Like you can get creative and make your own challenge, which is what I'm encouraging you to do now. If you are feeling like you're in a little bit of a rut or you're lacking inspiration and motivation, um, Pat and I are going to be starting a February challenge on Monday because all challenges should start on Monday. Um, so Monday, February 24th, we have created like a point system based very specifically on our goals. And that's another part too of that's a benefit to creating your own challenge is you can adjust it to reflect what your specific goals are and where you're at with those goals. Um, now, I've made this point system. I'm probably going to make some pretty visual at some point to hang up on the fridge. We've agreed that the winner at the end of uh, the month will win a Yeti, um, which is Pat's big motivator right now. Um, and then I've shared it on social media just to see if anyone else is interested in doing it along with us because I do think it's easier if you have other people that you can check in with um, who can relate to when things get hard or like small wins. Now that said, this is your own challenge. So you make the goals and the points or whatever according to what your specific goals are and where you're at. You do not need to tell anyone. You don't need to share anywhere. There's not like a Facebook group to join. Um, it's just for you. You can choose to share what you'd like. Um, you can choose to check in with me if you'd like, um, but you definitely don't have to. Um, so just to give you an idea of what some of these point systems look like, um, for us, we have a maximum total of 15 points per day. So, and we're going to go for four weeks. So let's see, we start February 24th, one, two, three, four, we'll end March 22nd. Um, so maximum of 15 points per day. So you get one point per 100 gram of unprocessed fruit or vegetables eaten with a maximum of eight points per day. Now, Pat said the only way he would do this is if I <laughs> prep and measure out all the food. Now, some of you might roll your eyes because can't a man do this for himself? <laughs> and he can, but I 
really support Pat to live a healthy lifestyle and it's really important to me that Pat continues to work towards these goals because I really love him and care for him and want him to be happy and healthy and if that means that I am going to measure and weigh out and prep all this fruit and vegetables like that's the least I can do if that's going to help support him um, and make things a little bit easier so if he's going to put in a good attitude I will chop and wash and weigh whatever produce you need, Pat. Um, Because I just love you that much. (laughs) So, um, one point per 100 grams of unprocessed fruit or vegetables eaten with a maximum of eight points per day. Then we both wear Apple Watches. And we've said we will get one point per exercise ring clothes with the max of one per day. So that could be anything, whether it's CrossFit, yoga, walking, biking, um, just something to get your heart rate up for 30 minutes a day. One point for reaching half your body weight in water, ounces of water. Um, So for example, if you weigh 200 pounds, you would aim to drink 100 ounces of water. So maximum one point per day for that. Now, this is one that's a little bit more challenging for both Pat and I right now. So we've weighted it a higher points uh, rating. So three points per day. If you reach 0.8, how, how do I explain this? I know like how the numbers look. I don't know if I'm saying this out loud right. So you take your body weight and you multiply it by 0.8. And that's how many grams of protein we're going to aim to eat in one day. Um, so right now I'm around 180 pounds. So I'm looking at um, eating 140 grams of protein. Um, so with the protein, water, and Um, fruit and veg we're going to be tracking it all Um, I'm not sure what Pat will do I'm tracking with my fitness pal right now and that's been going really well so I'll be continuing with that Um, but you he might choose to do uh, well I'm probably just going to make him do my fitness pal sorry Pat (laughs) Um, because that's just the easiest way to track the grams and the fruits and vegetables I don't know we'll have to keep a tally or something Um, But we'll figure that out. So, one point per day for drinking half your body weight in ounces of water. Three points if you reach your protein goal that day. One point for journaling that day. Um, However journaling looks for you. Which, for the record, that's going to be my next podcast episode, I think, is a deep dive into journaling. Because that has been very transformative for both Pat and I. Um, right now, to be completely honest, we're only really using journaling as a tool for like when we need it. Um, so like if we have negative emotions come up, if we're struggling with something, if we're looking for inspiration, um, or if it's our monthly date with ourself, then we'll use our journal. Um, but what I would like to see both of us doing is using journaling as more of a preventative measure and a way of like documenting our day. Um, so one point for journaling that day, even if it's like a sentence that day, it still counts. And then lastly, 
one point if you spend an uninterrupted half hour with the girls with your phone in the box. Um, you can you need to set a timer for this to count and can only respond to text on your watch. <laughs> so a little bit of background. Um, Pat and I have been working on like being more present with our daughters. Um, the reality is when we both work full time, like specifically Monday to Friday, we only see the girls awake for a very short period of time. So normally in the mornings, it's like pretty crazy just trying to get out the door. So I guess this would probably more apply to after work when we get home. Um, we usually get home around 5, 5.30, eat dinner, and then, like, by the time dinner's over, we basically have, like, an hour of them awake, and then it's bedtime. So, what we're working on is trying to be more present, so we're really, like, soaking that time in with them. And I want the girls to see that, like, we care more about them than our phones. I don't want our phones to be a barrier between us and them, so... We've been having discussions about that. So for a while we had um, a rule where like from five, I think it was from five till bedtime. Pat can correct me if I'm wrong. But we have this like, like a nicer cardboard box. If anyone else keeps like nice cardboard boxes, like this is just something that came in the mail, but it was like nicely folded. So I kept it. Um, anyways, we put our phones in the box and then um it's kind of like off limits and like I said we both have Apple watches so we do get notifications on our watch and the reason why I put in about like you only you can only reply on your through your watch is I knew that if I'm at the gym or if I'm out or if he's out um and he's trying to get a hold of me um he needs to be able to respond and both of us like if we have just different things. There are times where you need to send a quick text back and it doesn't need to be a long thing. It doesn't need to be super distracted, but we are able to like type into our watches, um, short replies. So that was the, uh, little, um, little cheat there. So anyways, um, and I know that half an hour, doesn't seem like a long time. Um, I guess for me, it's the fact that it's like an uninterrupted half hour that you're timing and it's a start. Um, and then we'll just like next challenge will increase. So maybe it's like after work until after the girls go to bed, like your phone stays in the box the whole time. Um, but sometimes it's good just to start small and increase from there. So that is our February challenge. And I encourage you to take some time to reflect on when you've been able to stick to goals in the past, what systems did you have in place to make that a successful um, introduction for you? And um, are you interested in doing a challenge right now? If you are, what would that look like for you? What are your goals? What's important to you right now? What goals would you need to weigh more heavily or are more of a focus for you right now um this is probably like my advice would be try not to overcomplicate it um a lot of these goals we're currently already working on um but I want to keep them a focus um like probably I would recommend if you're just getting started like to have a max of three goals that you're working on right now 
Um, you could do like a sticker chart, you could do a checklist, you could do a point system, whatever's going to work for you. You decide the timeline. Um, yeah, just might be a good chance to like refocus and get really clear on your goals again. I find that this time of year can be really challenging and things like this just kind of keep it fun and interesting and um, push you outside your comfort zone a little bit. So that's a February challenge. Um, things like this are just one more way that help um, Pat and I support each other to become the best versions of ourselves. And um, it's another tool that we have to um, try to do it all. Because I want to do it all. <laughs> I'm not saying it's always pretty. Um, but I don't think I should have to sacrifice my health um, to for any other competing thing right now. I know that I show up better for my partner, my daughters, my work, my friends, if I'm healthy and happy and strong and challenges like this help me stay that way. Um, so I think that's it. If you're wondering if I've fin if I've figured out how to add a song at the end, the answer is I have not. Maybe one day, maybe next episode. Let's just see. First, I have to find out if the song started at the beginning. Um, yeah. Anyways, I hope you have a great day. I hope this was helpful. Let me know if you decide to do a challenge and. I hope you keep showing up as the best version of yourself and um, are finding your own way to do it all. Cheers. Bye. Guys, I think I got the song at the end. So that's pretty sweet. Now, if only I could figure out how to edit out the awkward rambling at the end when I don't know how to finish the episode. Hmm. Maybe for next time. Alright, thanks for listening. Bye.